his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Incidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. It's 9.30 in 716. The long task of determining what happened high above Genesee County as the plane, piloted by attorney Steve Barnes, came crashing down to the ground, leaving no survivors. 965 Delta Mike. I somehow lost Tom with center, but uh, I'm landing in Buffalo. I have our flight plan. Pressurization is, is something I'm certain that they will be focused on. And looking back at the legal legacy built by Barnes. You know, typical Steve Barnes, I would talk to him at 11 o'clock at night. And when I finally say, Steve, i got to go to bed. And... Uh, He'd call me at 6.45 in the morning. I'm Tim Wenger on 9.30 and 7.16. Another tragedy to digest and an expansive investigation underway. And just in the shadows of another notable aviation crash that claimed the lives of local businessmen Mark Croce and Mike Capriato. What happened as Barnes, an experienced pilot, was approaching Buffalo after a trip from New England, lost touch with the towers? You know that there was a period where communications were lost uh, during the flight. Aviation law expert Brian Alexander with Kreindler and Kreindler involved in a similar investigation, speaking with our Susan Rose. You know that suggests obvious things. You know we could have had a frequency improperly tuned up. It could have been a mechanical uh, issue with some of the avionics, uh, or it could have been a sign of of some type of uh, uh, incapacitation s- setting. Uh, uh, up in the cockpit. In, in this particular case, that's what happened in our uh, in the Rochester uh, family's case, where we had an aircraft at the same altitude. Pilot became non-responsive. He had a depressurization due to a design defect and uh, an uncontrolled crash at a at a high rate of speed, just like this one. So that's certainly something to look at. Um, but typically, the NTSB, once they are uh, fully engaged. Has sort of like it's like an ER. They have a whole checklist of things that they will try to rule out in order to focus in on uh, on what the cause actually was. Would you know, Brian, if there was any communication between a pilot Steve Barnes and any towers uh, while that flight was underway? Well, there were. Um, was, and when the last one was? Yeah, there was um, um, a series of communications is as typical. As I mentioned a moment ago, there was a loss of communication. Uh, there were several uh, of the towers and the approach controls that were trying to reach Steve uh, for a period of time. Uh, he did uh, respond eventually, received some further guidance to head to the airport. And uh, it was shortly thereafter, as he was being directed to the airport, uh, where there was uh, inexplicably at this point no further communications and um, uh, shortly after that, the aircraft 
uh, lost control, rolled to the right, and uh, and uh, descended from a significant altitude at a significant uh, rate of speed. Uh, we're speaking live with Brian Alexander from Kreinler and Kreinler. Uh, we looked at an activity log from FlightAware of this particular flight, and you can see wild fluctuations in the airspeed uh, from 200 miles an hour to 900 miles an hour in the span of 30 seconds, you know, going up and down. Is that normal? Uh, certainly not. And, um, you know, w- <clears throat> one of the things that uh, is a little risky early on is to is to make much of a conclusion as to relates to the radar data, uh, flight aware data. Like I said, it's all public. You have to actually see um, you know, more precise data that should be later available. Obviously, those types of radical fluctuations are not normal. Uh, do indicate uh, a likelihood that there's either a problem with the aircraft or for whatever other reason the pilot's having difficulty uh, controlling uh, the aircraft. Again, it could be anything from a mechanical failure to a flight control failure to an autopilot anomaly that uh, commands the aircraft to do something that the pilot is not intending to do, which is what we saw in those recent MAX air crashes involving much larger commercial jets where the pilots were unable to control the aircraft because of some automation. So it's a real complicated, uh, will be a real complicated investigation, as you heard the sheriff just say. Uh, you know, the wreckage is, uh, is, in, is, is disintegrated, so that makes it more complex to deal with. But um, there are good experts that will be engaged for that purpose with the board. Yeah, the wreckage is being sent to um, to Tennessee. The altitude, Brian, the plane was cruising at about 28,000 feet for a long period of time, and then that sudden out-of-control descent. Is is the 28,000 feet anything out of the norm? No, this is, um, uh, you, know, for, uh, you know, a high, what we call a high-performance uh, aircraft. It is pressurized, meaning the cabin, just like the commercial aircraft that we all fly, we used to fly day-to-day. Um, you know, it's, it's capable to do that. Uh, that's a normal cruising altitude. It's actually right around the same altitude. Uh, the aircraft, the similar aircraft was at the other Cicada, uh, that we're dealing with now is that when it had its uh, upset and loss of control. Um, so obviously pressurization is, is something I'm certain that they will be focused on. Uh, it's something we know there's been issues with the aircraft, uh, before, and, um, you know, that's the type of thing where you can get the combination of perhaps a pilot becoming incapacitated and not realizing it, uh, or you can have a rapid decompression, which can result in, uh, in this type of an event as well. So it's, it's uh, a little too early to say, obviously, but, um, you know, that's, uh, there's definitely indications that something, something terrible happened up there um, in that moment of time where aircraft control was lost. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the NTSB, as you know, is not on the scene. The FAA is handling that aspect. Is there anything concerning about that? Um, not really. Uh, you know, the FAA investigators, uh, first of all, there's always uh, a combination of the uh, you know local law enforcement, the FAA and the NTSB, uh, typically on site uh, for these matters. And um, it, it is, it is um, you know, it's a, it's a labor-intensive task. The FAA investigators will have the same task as the NTSB investigators will they may they will not be in a position to maybe make as many determinations on site as the NTSB could make in certain situations. But here, the critical thing will be be taking measurements, retrieving as much as the wreckage as possible, uh, you know, making sure that's uh, uh, that's as intact as possible so that it can be reconstructed to the maximum extent. And uh, unfortunately, here we're hearing that there's no black box as as you often hear about in these types of crashes. There there will be other data on some of the uh, avionics um, 
and uh, and systems on board, chips and such that that will provide some information. We hope that those are able to be retrieved. Those will be really important to find and protect and preserve so that they can be downloaded for that data. Do some planes like this have black boxes? Um, you know, a black box is actually something now that you can get in the aftermarket. Um, and, and again, this is a you know fairly expensive, high performance aircraft, but they, um, you know, there's no mandate to have the black boxes, so typically they they don't. Um, and like I said, uh, but it is something that can be, you can configure the aircraft to have one. Uh, and, and there's different types with uh, you know different levels of data that can be loaded onto the boxes. Uh, but I don't believe that this one had one, and that's true of the avionics. We were not exactly sure yet what type of systems were on this 2009-era uh, Cicada TBM uh, aircraft, but, but that will become known as well. Steve was a unique guy. There is the incredible loss of a man, an uncle to Elizabeth Barnes, who also died in the crash. And then there is the legal legacy Barnes leaves behind, an empire built largely off trailblazing advertising. Robert Schreck is managing attorney for New York State for the Barnes firm. I've known him almost my entire life. He was a Bishop Timon boy, and his brother Rich uh, was a Timon guy, and we were St. Joe's guys, and uh, I've known him a long time. He was he was a very uh, interesting guy. He's very bright. It goes without saying he's a hard worker um, and very driven, and it was uh, it was quite frankly an honor to work side by side with him for 17 years. I'm sure you remember your last conversation with him. Can can you share that at all? Well, I, I spoke with him almost every day, every day. Uh, you know, sometimes face-to-face in the office, but with this COVID, obviously it's been a lot of phone stuff. And, you know, typical Steve Barnes, I would talk to him at 11 o'clock at night. And when I finally say, Steve, i got to go to bed. And uh, he'd call me at 6.45 in the morning. Um, so he was a he was a hard-working guy. And, and our last conversation was really just about this exciting new um, venture, the Barnes Firm, and we were very excited about it. We were talking about uh, the new offices on Pearl Street, the the new office in Rochester, and just uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's to to launch the new firm. So very, very excited about that. You really, it was right on the cusp of all of that happening with the breakup of the Salino and Barnes. What kind of outpouring or response have you seen from Buffalo's legal community. Well, it's been it's been phenomenal from the legal community and the community at large. I, I quite frankly have heard from people I haven't heard from in 15 years. Um, so everybody was, um, excuse me, touched by uh, by this tragedy, and 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 it obviously Elizabeth Barnes, uh, Steve's niece, um, her dad, Rich Barnes, very prominent in the community legal community. Her mother was was just um, loved in the legal community. Uh, Debbie Sorbini Barnes, who passed away a few a number of years ago now. So it's really been a shock to the legal community, no doubt about it. It's a huge loss, um, but more so on a personal level. Um, these are important people, right? To everyone in the community. Uh, Robert, is there? I mean, it's it's early. It's, we're still you know hours really after this tragedy. Anything being talked about or, or planned to honor really both of them? Yeah, that's in the works. Um, we actually were discussing that on uh, Lose Track of Days now Saturday about what type of memorial service will be for Steve. But, of course, there will be one. 
Um, the problem, as everyone has faced over the last six months, is the uh, COVID-19 issue and uh, probably is going to be limited because of that. Um, but, but we will do something, obviously, to honor his legacy and certainly Elizabeth's as well. Well, Robert, uh, again, our hearts go out to you and the, and the firm, and uh, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Could, could I say one thing? Absolutely. Sheriff Bill Sharon and the coroner, Jeff McIntyre in Genesee County, I, I cannot say enough about how professional and compassionate they've been uh, to, to the entire family. And I wanted to just make sure I said that because they've, they've just been outstanding. And um, we appreciate that from them. And we appreciate you having me on here because it helps, it helps, quite frankly, in the healing process as well. The investigation is well underway. All wreckage has been removed from the remote scene and is being shipped to a secure location for the NTSB and FAA to investigate. A preliminary report from the NTSB may be out within a week or two, but a detailed report with any cause could be a year or more away. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.